You're listening to Behind the Scene at NTSB. My name is Leah Walton. And I'm Stephanie Shaw. Thank you for joining us as we talk with the people and learn more about the work being done here at NTSB. Welcome to Behind the Scene at NTSB. Today, Leah and I are excited to welcome for the first time in front of the microphone, our producer of the podcast, James Anderson, audiovisual communication specialist here at NTSB. Welcome, James. Thanks for having me, ladies. It's so exciting to have you on. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the other side of the microphone today for a discussion about your experience at the NTSB. And as you know, when we get started with the podcast, we allow our guests the opportunity to uh, share their background on what brought them to the NTSB. But before I let you do that, I just want to say how thrilled I am. We are recording this podcast in person today, the first time that we have done this in over two years. And so I'm very happy to be back in the actual space, the NTSB recording studio for behind the scene at NTSB. And, uh, and talking face-to-face instead of on Teams. So that's just a big, uh, another milestone that we're getting back into. But I digress. James, you have been at the NTSB for about the same time that I have been here. I believe you joined in 2016? 2016. 2016. So can you take us back and uh, talk to us a little bit about your background and, and what got you to the NTSB? So I... Right out of high school, I went straight into the military. Mm-hmm. You know, after you know nine eleven, there was a surge in, in, into the military. So I, I stepped up and did that uh, for eleven years, and then in two thousand sixteen, I left the military and went on USA jobs. Saw a lot of audiovisual production jobs. Put mine in the NTSB. Didn't hear anything for so for a while, and then I decided they're not going to choose me. Why don't I just, you know, uh, travel uh, the States while I have some time mm-hmm. uh, before I get a call. And uh, James Matheson, my boss, called me up and said, hey, would you like to join? And absolutely. So here I am. And when you say you were in the military, which branch? You were in the Marines? I was in the Marines, yes. Okay. Yes. And did you get experience with audiovisual in the Marines, or is that just something that you were interested in? It was actually my primary job in the Marines. Um, I actually did uh, for about six years, and then I taught for three years, and then mm, I ended okay. my career uh, at the Pentagon before I came to the NTSB. Oh, okay. So you were civil. Nope, I'm going to get that wrong. I, I know nothing about the mil- military speak. So when you said you work at the Pentagon, you yes. worked at the Pentagon? Yes. Um, were you, was that still active service? Yes, yeah. Oh, see, I don't, I don't know this stuff. Yeah. How did you, how did you get into that? Um, path in the military? So in high school, um, it's an interesting story. I'll tell you my how I joined the military. So I was working in the mall uh, in my neighborhood, and uh, I saw this soldier walk by, and he was wearing his uniform. I was thinking, you know what? I want to dress just like that. Sure. And so I walked up to this guy, and I said, hey, um, I want to join the Army. He goes, uh, you want to join the Army? Uh, why not to join the Marines? I said, well, that sounds cool, but I want to join the Army. <laughs> And he goes, uh, well, here, take my card, set Marines on it. I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> okay, this must be like another service in the Army. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think like a week later, I went to their office that was on mm-hmm. the card. And uh, I saw it, it was all the armed forces there sure. at the recruiting station. But I looked at the sign. The Army and the Air Force, they were out, I guess, on lunch break. But the Marines were in the back, you know, just standing around answering phone calls and whatnot. And I went in the back and said, hey. I want to join the army, and he's got like, you again. 
<laughs> and he goes, uh, yeah, this is the Marines. Uh, I was like, okay, I want to join the Army. Help me out. <laughs> and he's like, uh, well, let me, you seem to be confused. Let me help you understand <laughs> that there are several different branches in the Marines. So uh, long story short, I joined the Marines. I did that, for, like I said, 11 years. Um, and, but how I got into this career path, uh, I was interested in graphic design. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, my colleague, uh, Jesus, he does graphics, and uh, that was actually my what I did in high school. And uh, the recruiter was telling me that that's a good job to do for the military, but that's not what you're going to be interested in for, for a career. And so um, when I got to my actual uh, military school, they said the same thing, and then they just put me in a video class. Hmm. And so uh, up until... I got to military school. I was in the mindset I'd be doing graphics, sure. But uh, I ended up doing video. So and you do it very well. You, thank you. You do. If anyone has seen any of the video productions that is on the NTSB YouTube channel, they will agree with us that the work that you do for us is phenomenal. Thank you. A majority of the work there is mine, but not all. Not all of it's mine. Can't take credit. You're so modest. I try. <laughs> Can you walk us through a day in the life of James Anderson at NTSB. A day in the life of me. Hmm, that's I. My days are never the same. Uh, they say like every launch, every launch is, is a new launch. No, no day in the office is the same. Um, a day here could be very busy, and I have no time. Uh, literally, you know, the nine, ten hours I work a day is not enough to get the things done in a day. Or um, we're like in the like the summer or like the the holiday seasons mm-hmm. where things tend to slow down and I can actually focus on training, um, but it's, that's really hard to answer. Uh, so if we have a board meeting, I'm down in the boardroom taking photos, sure. processing those, um, getting the recording ready for YouTube and whatnot. So uh, I, I do a lot. I I, I work with the podcast, mm-hmm. um, uh, take photos of events for the different members. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know how to answer that question. No, that was a, that was a perfect answer, and we should point out too, you are one only one the the one and only, the only. videographer and and that we ha- that we have here, um, and we know having worked with you that one of your responsibilities also is is like you said launching with um, with a go team. Um, what what is what does on scene look like for you? Uh, depending on the mode, uh, rail, highway, pipeline, aviation, did I say highway? Marine. Sure. I, I haven't launched on a Marine launch, but I have done support for a Marine right. Accident Investigation, mm-hmm. uh, El Faro. Um, the, my first launch, I, I launched with uh, your boss. Uh, we went to Panhandle, Texas, and... It, it was a sight to see, I'll say that. Um, the stories you hear about how the uh, how, how it, everything happened and, you know, how people that survived, how they had to escape the, the train to actually live, mm-hmm. uh, those stories are horrific. Um, some of the, One of my most horrific accidents that I went to was in Tennessee, I can't think. Uh, what is Chattanooga. It? Chattanooga, thank you. Yes. Chattanooga, Tennessee, it was a school bus crash. And, excuse me. 
That was tough. Yes. I mean, it was around Thanksgiving time when that when that crash happened, and unfortunately, elementary school students were mm-hmm. involved. And yeah, um, knowing who died in that accident was tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In the event of a launch, when they when the agency determines they are going to be launching and, and bringing you with them, mm-hmm. what is your uh, kind of protocol to get yourself prepared and ready to go? Do you, I know that you have tons of equipment. <laughs> do you have a go bag of that equipment as kind of a separate ready to go, or do you need to come in, pack everything? Talk us through what what that looks like. So I do have a checklist that I never follow, but I do, have, <laughs> I do have a checklist, and I try to make sure that everything, once I'm done, like with the production, I put everything back where it belongs so I can find it. Sure. Um, but you know, once I get the call, it's it's the simple, well, I can't say simple, but it's the standard thing. You pack your bag, mm-hmm. um, your hygiene bag, and your, your um, clothing, uh, but then I have to come into the office and grab equipment, uh, making sure the batteries are charged. Um, making sure that the podium kit is set and ready to go. Um, I, I travel with about four cases, mm-hmm. um, and it can be daunting <laughs> yes. to manage all that by yourself. But yeah. uh, I've managed for, for six years now. So. And when you say the podium kit, um, talk our listeners through what the podium, what we need with a podium when we go out on launch. So when we go out on launch, uh, the members or the and, and, investigator in charge typically will address the media and to do that professionally we try to bring a podium uh it's basically a a lectern Mm -hmm. uh but was it's a case and we disguise it as a lectern Mm -hmm. if you will um we purchased it one from a commercial uh company and it it basically is a case where we pack in like the backdrop you see that large blue backdop Mm -hmm. with ntsb on it Mm um and has like some cabling and you know, tape so I can tape things down. It's just a lot of equipment inside of it, just to make sure everything is safe. Um, but to answer your question, we need that just so that uh, we have a professional uh, setting for the media mm-hmm. during our press briefing. And I don't think that our uh, I don't think that our listens, listeners really uh, understand or um, nobody really sees the setup and breakdown of press, uh, you know, media events um, or the addresses to the, what's the word I'm talking about. Media event, I guess. Press briefing. Press briefing, yes. yeah. So, mm-hmm. our, you know, nobody sees the setup and takedown of the press briefing. And, again, you're a one-man show, and so you're the one that arrives probably in advance of everyone to get the NTSB side of stuff set up. But then uh, how much interaction do you have? Because I know that we also have our media team who is on launch and, mm-hmm. and interacting with media. What do you? How do you interact with media, if at all? So it's a collaborative effort. Uh, media relations, mm-hmm. uh, the media relations team, they all uh, make sure that the media knows where to be. Uh, and I try to get there ahead of time, but sometimes I'm working with the accident investigators. They need imagery, mm-hmm. um, sure. and so I'll pass that off to them, and then try to make it to the scene, to the lo- the media briefing location, uh, so I can set up. I try to have a center camera, but sometimes that doesn't always work out. Um, the media loves to have that center frame so they can <laughs> be in the center. Yep. Uh, it's, it's kind of a challenge to get that. But um, uh, 
I'm sorry, did I answer that question? You did, but I, I was going to say I have been on launch with you, so I know some of the responsibility, too, is uh, you do a lot of troubleshooting for everyone, I feel okay. like. Mm-hmm. And there have been times when I know you have been working with even the media to make sure that they had a good connection and that their audio quality was going to be yes. be good. And so it's you are one of those people that is always willing to help everyone, no matter, you know, what who they represent or where they're from that you you have a lot you do a lot well the thing is yes um so they're they are there to show the world ntsb Mm -hmm. and so if they have a bad audio signal that's on me so i like to your point i want to make sure that they have a good signal so that our press briefings and and the message that we're putting out is clear Mm -hmm. so i try to ensure that and you also collect B-roll footage or uh, video footage of the scene of the crashes or accidents that we're investigating. Yes. Um, oftentimes, I'm sure you arrive and, like you said, with the Chattanooga um, crash, it's probably chaotic. It is, you know, confusing. You're trying to identify, you know, what what you need to collect. And um, and I'm just curious what your you know what your process is individually when you arrive on scene. How do you go about kind of identifying what it is that I need to collect? You know what is you know what is what do we need at NTSB? What might I need to provide to the media? Like talk me through yet that that process. So when I get to an accident scene, there's three things I'm trying to do. Um, I'm trying to get imagery for the media. I'm trying to get images for. The accident investigators, because it's, although this is a tragic scene, mm-hmm. they people still want to see our accident investigators, um, and they actually want to see themselves sometimes. So every mm-hmm. now and again, not for social media, but we'll uh, post a photo or a video, the B-roll. We'll post it on Flickr mm-hmm. just so that the uh, the public knows that the inve- the our investigators are actually working on the scene. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll I'll get the uh, imagery for the investigators. I'll get the imagery for the media, and then there's the third thing that I try to do, um, and it's kind of a, a long process. Whereas uh, I'm trying to get as much imagery as I can from different accident uh, accident uh, investigations, mm-hmm. just so I can put a collaborative uh, uh, compilation video together that tells what we do. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to do that yet, but that's kind of the that that's like the fall off or the third thing that I'm, I'm trying to accomplish on, on scene. And you, I mean, just to kind of put a little bit in perspective, when it comes to our core values, transparency is one of our core core values, and you are a big part of that by capturing um, a lot of what the work that we're doing, uh, mm-hmm. both you know in the investigation process, the board meeting, um, you know, other events that we have, and really sharing that with the world. So you know, without your expertise and, and your good work, it would be really really hard to visually show that to our audience. Yeah, I was going to say you are so critical to us telling our story visually mm-hmm. um, and you do it really well thank you i i always think about you know that your time in the military and knowing you know kind of your responsibility there and the things that you were documenting for the military how did that if if at all and i think it did help prepare you for being someone who like we said you're launching to accidents and crashes which are pretty tragic scenes and and having to document that um how did that prepare you or, um, you know, were you able to take any lessons that you learned from doing doing your military service to NTSB service? So, yes, um, there's the video side and there's the professional side. The professional side is just basically distancing yourself um, because, again, these are tragic events um, and you can't 
you can't let, allow your imagination to run wild and you get emotional at these uh, scenes because again someone potentially can lose their life put well do lose their lives at some of these yeah. accident scenes mm-hmm. so distancing is one thing and uh obviously the video fundamentals and photography fundamentals i i got that from the military um like i was mentioning earlier i the school i went to actually taught there in the military so yeah. uh, all those basic principles you know they, they apply um every time i i hold a camera like today you know, your time teaching um, when you were in the military, and uh, I have had the opportunity to do some online training from from the school that you that you taught at and learned from. And um, oh, did you? Dinfos. Yes, Info. yes. Okay. So um, um, amazing people and, and resources and just their willingness to share knowledge. But, you know, you as a teacher have taught us so much. Mm-hmm. I know Leah and I working in advocacy, and we get the opportunity to work with you. Mm-hmm a lot um and you are just want to plug just again how how great a a, you know like a teammate you are for for all of us because you are willing to share your knowledge and show us how to take better shots and and in the way that we think about the work that we're doing um and of course we always get to have a little bit of fun with you too because the three of us our first opportunity to work together was on the school bus safety video Mm -hmm. um and so we got to be your uh your your crew and and production crew and help with all of that um Mm -hmm. and so it's it's been great just learning from you since you've you've been here thank you yeah and it has been a fun uh learning process also from my end but i and I'm not, I'm not here to toot my own horn, but <laughs> I, in that school bus video, I do recall, you know, coming to you with a, you know, a, mm. well, it was almost a collaboration. You said, I need a script. And I was like, okay, I can get you a script. And then I came to you with kind of the chart of like, you know, scene by scene mm. and filling in what we would be. So we all kind of worked together. And I feel as though that's kind of uh, created a standard for how we develop different types of, or that type of a video that requires a script and different scenes and setups and stuff. And so I feel like as a team, we've developed a pretty awesome protocol to develop videos. So high five there. Advocacy videos, yes. (laughs) But I did recall what I wanted to ask you before. As you were uh, looking for jobs after the military, you said you were on USA Jobs looking for video production type jobs. And just to kind of follow along to what Stephanie was saying, um, you know, there are lots of different areas of the government that all require video. Um, However, the sensitivity and the professionalism that's needed for the NTSB, I think, is a very unique subset. And so I just wanted to say that I think that you and your background in the military really kind of, you know, made you the perfect candidate um, to approach the type of content that you need to, you know, address and and capture and and sensitively or with the sensitivity and professionalism that you bring to the to the role. So well, thank you. This has been very flattering, but I'm, <laughs> uh, I, I try my best. But obviously, there are, are very there are many very talented people across the world. So um, I do my part, uh, just like you do your part. But um, I can't say that I'm the most qualified or anything like that. I just I do my part, right? With the modesty again, James. <laughs> And the humility, <laughs> right? I would say, you know, that at our advocacy team, the the team that Leah and I are a part of, are a very a very small team here at NTSB. We are um, five five people strong now, mm-hmm. but the digital services team um, has a tremendous responsibility here at the agency. And you also are a, a small team of, I think, 
five now. You all have just have just mm-hmm. reached just, got five. just reached mm-hmm. five. Um, can you share a little bit just about the your job is within our digital services division within the Office of Safety Recommendations and Communications. Can you just talk a little bit about the full responsibility of of digital services team? Ooh, okay, that's a, that's a broad one. Okay, so just to give everyone some context, uh, digital services. Um, is a division of our communications office that you are that you are part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so digital services within that, there we're a five-person team. We have three people uh, that can. Yes, three people that work on the website. Uh, two people. So of the five people, three of them can work on the website. Two of them can do graphic and print support, and I am the video photography. Uh, component uh, with video and photography, like we've said before, uh, I support with the board meetings. I support with the virtual things that we do now, virtual events. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do anything from uh, official portraits to uh, photos that you may see on Flickr or around the agency, around mm-hmm. on our walls. Um, Swearing in ceremonies. Th- thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, yes, um, podcast. I, the list goes on. Um, and you support all the, mo- I mean, you, you, and that's, I mean, and you all support the entire agency mm-hmm. as yes. well. So it's, it's not like you have a specialty where you get to do only audio or video production for, you know, the Office of Marine Safety or an Office of Aviation Safety. Yes. You are supporting all the work of the entire agency. The entire agency. Right. And, and that includes the support offices. We are familiar with some of the experiences that you've had at the agency, mm-hmm. and I know that one of the the um, major investigations that we did, and that you really did a lot of to to support audio and visually, was the marine investigation of the El Faro, um, the sinking of the El Faro. Mm-hmm. Can you um, share with us? what how you supported that investigation because we had you and and jesus and digital services um and christy spangler also created a brochure it's not a brochure a digest a digest of that investigation Mm -hmm. um which is an amazing product that you all pulled together um that took uh, quite a bit of time and, and resources but also um a lot of documenting Mm-hmm. with through video um can you share what what how you supported that because you did quite a bit and that um, was right when you started correct? right when i started so the very first thing they said when i came on board they uh managing director at the time she said uh hey james i'm glad you're on board uh we need to produce a el faro video to you know tell the public you know our, what our efforts and, and what we're doing with this investigation um, aside from the 500-page report that we uh, produced, you know, two years later, uh, she wanted me to produce a companion video, is what we call them, mm-hmm. uh, to the report to help the public to bring more interest to uh, our findings in, in that sure. accident. And so when I came on board, um, the very first thing I did to support that accident was to not launch, but I, I supported by traveling to the Bermuda Triangle where the actual uh, vessel sank. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it sunk or sank? Sank. sank. Okay, I said that correctly. <laughs> um, where it sank, and um, that was like a 14-day expedition, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. 
And during that, I just documented that that whole investigative process um, with video and photos. And that imagery is online for you to find on YouTube and on Flickr. Uh, after that, I traveled to Washington to look at the, the sister vessel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the investigators were getting some investigative images. I got some investigative images. And like I said, the media uh, kind of uh, video and photos for them. Uh, and then with all of that together, uh, I, I put together a video that's available online on YouTube um, that basically told the investigative story, that, that investigative process. Uh, I didn't produce all the imagery for that. Sure. Uh, some imagery I got from the Navy. Some I got from, uh, what's it, Woods Hole? I can't think. I'm sorry. I'm blanking out on that the does different sound, a- that agencies. That does sound right. Mm-hmm. But it was different agencies that supported that, and I just went online and, and tried to find as much imagery as I could to tell the story based on the script that our Marine uh, director had, had developed. Prior to um, <clears throat> prior to that 14 days on the ship, you said it was 14, right? 14 days, had you Had you ever been on a ship that long before? Yes. Um, oh. <laughs> so in the Marines, um, I, I was a part of the 31st Marine Expeditionary Unit, um, mm-hmm. and they traveled the basically the Asia-Pacific, and we traveled several countries, Australia, Hong Kong, uh, Thailand, we, we, the Asia-Pacific. Uh, mm-hmm. We traveled there, and I spent 11 months, not completely, but between, between 11 months, I went from country to country from ship. Sure. Okay. And uh, so I had as they say, my sea legs, uh-huh. but I still get motion sick, so sure. that's never pleasant. Sure, yeah. but I can't imagine having your first sea legs experience be in that first, that 14-day experience. So I suppose you were very lucky that you had that, that experience <laughs> oh, yes. kind of already. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you knew at least what to expect and yes. whatever preparations you needed to. Lots of dramamine <laughs> and a few naps just to get over the dramamine. Yeah. Sure, sure. James, for young people that might be listening um, to the podcast, what advice do you have for them as they are considering, you know, a profession in the audio, visual, digital services space, video production? Uh, advice for someone in this career field? Or, or you know, uh, maybe a high school student who's considering, you know, a career path. How can they take their, like you mentioned that you had that interest in digital um, and graphic mm-hmm. creation from high school, you know, what what advice would you give them for how to kind of foster that passion or that interest in, in turning it into a career? Uh, don't, so my advice would be don't put yourself into one box, mm-hmm. right? So I, I love graphics. I love graphic design. I love 3D animations. I love all of that. Uh, I, I'm just not professionally trained on that because I was trained in video. Sure. Um, so s- someone, you know, in high school, uh, or even in college, diversify yourself. Don't just pigeonhole yourself into one box because when I came here, I was expecting to do just video and photo. Uh, but the, the, the things I've done with this agency, uh, I've done some web things, I've done podcasts, I, I've done, and I can't even think of all the things I've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not that I'm being modest or anything like that. I just don't remember all the things because sure. I, I do so many different things. Mm-hmm. But uh, just don't pigeonhole yourself into one specific thing. I mean, be proficient in what you do, but don't don't go so far into it if you don't know that's where you're going to land. Sure. Mm. Great. 
Well, we're getting to the end of our podcast, and it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, James. But before we sign off, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience um, in closing, either um, a, a memory, an unexpected experience that you've had at NTSB, or just, you know, your own philosophy on life? My own philosophy on life. Uh, th- you know me. Uh, <laughs> when you give me an open-ended question like that, I don't know I where to know, land. I know, um, I know. I'll just say for the people listening, uh, don't forget to smile, right? Um, you only get one life. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're supposed to be pro- professional and the whole yada yada. But, you know, every now and again, just take a second to think, you know, I'm still here. Mm. And don't forget to smile. I appreciate that greatly. And it if that is your life philosophy, you do live it because whenever we interact with you, um, you know, it could be a crazy, crazy day, really busy, high pressure, whatever. But one thing that I really appreciate about you is that when we approach you, you, you know, you give us your full attention, you take a beat and you, you know, you just have, you, you take that moment to kind of frame, like, what is it that I can do for you? How can I, how can I help? And it's always been, um, appreciate it and it is calming you have a very calming nature and just you know the little smile even if it's not a big big smile even if it's a grin like it's just like it's a nice reset of like okay james is here we at least know that we can rely on james and video and the video production is going to be top notch so thank you for that stephanie do you have any closing thoughts Well, I don't know if I could say it better than Leah, but I think just offering thanks for, like we said, the tremendous support that you show to advocacy Mm -hmm. division and our work here and just um, the tremendous asset you are to the agency um, and being able to to tell our story. And like you said, um, show show the public um, the work of the people here, how important it is, um, and just really great to work with you and collaborate with you. Thank you. I feel like I should have said something else other than don't forget to smile or something <laughs> silly like that. Um, not that that's silly. Um, I mean, this is a great place to work. Um, one of the best. One of, one the, of, the, one best. of the best. Um, we were like number seven or five? Seven, I seven. believe. Mm-hmm. I think we were five at one point, but mm-hmm. um, that, that's still a great number. We're, we're top ten. Absolutely. Right? So um, one of the best places to work in, in the government Um and if you're interested, you know. We do always have openings. We, we have do. quite a few right now. None none to do to follow in your footsteps yet. But, um, yeah, great plug for, for the opportunities that we do have uh, open and available right now. Yeah, yes. You can always search for us on USA Jobs. Or go to the ntsb.gov homepage, and at the bottom you'll find opportunities, the link to opportunities. Yeah. But in closing, I can't recall what year it was, but you won the NTSB Peer Award Oh yeah, a couple of years ago. And, and Stephanie also has won the NTSB Peer Award. Um, and I think just that in itself, is it speaks volumes to the service that you provide to your colleagues, um, the energy that you bring to your job, and the passion that you have for what it is that you do at the agency. And, you know, hopefully uh, the people that are listening can also hear and, and get an idea of what it is that you bring to the agency. And we just really appreciate all that you do. Well, thank you, ladies. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, James. And thank you to our listeners for uh, tuning in today. Thank you, Stephanie, for being my co-host. And I'll Give another thanks to James for also being our producer on this fantastic podcast. So we will see everyone uh, at the next episode. Thank you for joining. 
Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scene at NTSB. Subscribe to and like us on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And don't forget, you can always find us at ntsb.gov. Thank you and bye.